Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello! Nick. Hey guys, what's going on? And Timmy. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Me? Me, specifically? What, what? All of us? Yeah. Hey, how are you? I oh, know, that was very chirpy. Hey. That's do my... You, um, do, you guys, do you guys ever play um, Banjo-Tooie? Kazooie? Kazooie? Banjo-Kazooie. No, Banjo the second one. Oh. Um, is that an like, Xbox thing? Uh, he's in Tui, He's in Kazooie as well. No, they were both bought out on Nintendo 64. Oh. Um, you know the little turtle? Uh, Tip-top? Tip-top? I don't know. Do you know the little turtle? Mm. Oh, he's nah. Hi, I, I didn't have a 64, Hi. so... Uh, yeah. Damn. Jesus, sounds really annoying. Which white kid. <laughs> That's exactly what you remind me of, Tom. <laughs> looks and everything. Looks like and everything. Every time you looks and everything. Yeah, yeah. Fair just, enough. Yeah, just Fair like enough. Little turtle. Well, I want to yeah. Google what he looks like. Well, what's his name? I don't know. It's like Tim Tom, Tip Tom, Tip Top. Tim Tom's top, me. Top Top. I don't know, but he's some little turtle. And he's always like, "Hi, how are ya?" I don't know. So every every time you click on me or like you move me, it's like, "Hi, how are ya?" Fuck. No, just every intro, you come in like <sighs> high pitched, and you know. That's so annoying. That's really annoying. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, gonna, I'm still googling. Anyway, I'm gonna stop like that to make from fun now of on. You guys for the icebreaker. Wait, for the icebreaker gonna... of the episode. Banjo. Like yeah. Make fun of you guys. Banjo. I'm definitely gonna change my intro now. <laughs> now he comes in yeah. just full emo, just like, "Hey, what's up? Guys? Hey, how are you guys?" <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's how one of my yeah. friends. That's how my. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how my friend um, at work greets customers. He's just mm. uh, like I, I. I roast him every time about it. He just every time. Every time someone comes in, he's just like, he, he'd be talking like super normally, like, oh yeah, no, that's the same thing as. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, no, it's the same thing. <laughs> and I crack up and I roast the crap out of him every time. So what's what's new, guys? What's been going on? What's happening this week? Yeah. No. Obviously nothing exciting. No, literally nothing. <laughs> it's been so boring. This past week I've been doing absolutely jack. Well, I was yeah, I was about to about to cuss, but we're not allowed to do that, are we? That's that's it. Mm, mm, sense of uh, uh, So been doing nothing, huh? How's your how's your course going, Tom? Because you're studying IT or something. How's that going? Yeah, it's chilling. I made a website and I figured out how to. Um, Make memes out of my website, so at least I'm having fun in that way. Oh, is so, that the is that the recipe thing? I think you brought this up last uh, week yeah, too. Yeah, no, he made another website. He showed oh. it to me just before. Um, yeah, like another the memes little are not Easter egg. It's the recipe website, but pretty funny. It's getting. I'll get there. I'll get there. Well, so what are you learning um, in your course anyway? Um, we learn. We're learning how to program. Um, at the moment, we're learning how to make a website. So I always find ways to like add little Easter eggs of my own through every web- website. Otherwise, I just get too bored because the the lectures are so boring when they talk, and yeah. So just find ways to entertain myself. Yeah, yeah fair enough. That's a very Tim thing I've, to do. I've probably spent yeah, I've probably spent more time reading the book for our next podcast. Yeah, is there anything? Your, is there anything? Looking forward to listening. Yeah, is there anything you can uh, give out without spoiling, you know, your upcoming episode about the book? Um, the appendix is as long as the actual book. 
Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, the book title has been released. Am I correct? You guys? Yes. Did you yep. guys release that the other day? Yes. Yes. Charlene posted a very is. good in, good uh, video to Facebook. I saw that. I was oh my gosh! It mm-hmm. took me so, so if you many haven't tries. seen it, yeah. Do you do video if you often? Haven't seen it? Go to your Facebook. Go to our Facebook. Yeah. Do you do video yeah. often, Charlene? Yeah. No, I don't, and I stutter in the video. It That's was right. the best was, I could do. No, you did pretty oh, well. You did, really did pretty well. well. It was good. Uh, it got a lot of traction. Um, I saw the analytics of that, and it's mm. like it, yeah, g- it got ninety-five percent more traction than the other posts that we made. <laughs> so maybe you should just do videos more often. I reckon. So, so the book that you're covering is the web that has no weaver. Am I correct? By Ted. Mm-hmm. Catch up. Uh, so if you haven't read it, you better catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been wanting to say that joke for the last three weeks. Damn Every time you. I read his name, I'm like, haven't read it, better catch up. going to say that in the intro as well. Just gotta. So, so just before we dive into our topic, and I was going to ask you guys another question, but are you enjoying the book? Yes. Um, I actually, yeah, you can go first, Charlene. Uh, yeah, I read the actual book parts, the chapters, quite quickly. It was really interesting and a good refresher to what we learned in first year. Um, the appendix is what I'm up to now, and it's very informational, just information overload, so I can only tackle it in chunks. But, yeah, it's definitely worth the read. Oh, cool. I'm I'm looking forward to listening to yeah. uh, Do With Us. I mean... I'm sure all, all of our listeners are keen to keen to get onto this as yeah well. it's a good choice as a first one because um i yeah it is yeah i i, I haven't read it i heard it's good hey i'm in the same boat nah it's good i've i've i i remember i was talking to someone about chinese medicine and that was the first book he read and it made him completely change his whole career so i reckon it's a wow yeah. so I, I, yeah that's that's the common thing i've heard as well yeah, it's a good intro. It's a good. It's definitely a great book to start off. Uh, start off your series on, I reckon. So yeah, stay tuned again for that. Um, that's that's going to be the Do With Us podcast with Tom and Charlene. So we'll look forward to listening. And mm. just another little note before we get into our episode of today. Um, I just wanted to ask you how all, how your mental health is going through. We're still we're still in isolation phase or. You know, stage three, so I just wanted to check in on you guys. How are we all doing? Aw, Nick. Nick. That's very nice. You didn't didn't even discuss that with us before we started recording. That's very... You sprung that off on us. That's cute as hell. Look, I'm only nice for the... For these forty minutes that we record, and then that's it. Yeah, he goes back to being (laughs) grumpy, hungry Nick. Pretty much, mate. So, how are we all doing? I'm waiting for you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not not all at once. Yeah, no, we're all very silent. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch, as you can see by the silence. Um, I think it's going okay. Yeah, I feel like I haven't. <laughs> not yeah, all at once. I feel like I haven't seen the, the the light of day in like at least a week now. You should have gone outside today. It was really sunny. Oh, it was so nice today. I went for a walk just now. I was stuck inside all day. Uh, oh, man. Oh well, I mean, I look. I think you can start to see signs of life again because I think um, the cases or the transmission in Australia is quite low at the moment. So I think people are kind of starting to come out of their houses more. And so I've been seeing people like um, more in 
the streets when I go to work and things like that. So that's positive, I guess. I think starting from yes, like a day or two ago, uh, Queensland and New South Wales relaxed their restrictions a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, which I don't know. Uh, like them do them, obviously. I don't have any say in it. But um, it's made a lot of people in Victoria go out to the shops because the shops are also opening. Like a lot of the, a lot of retailers are opening now. And you're seeing a lot of people like just go out, which is like good and bad. It's good for the retailers in our economy, but having more people out, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I but I think it just being conscious of everything, you yeah, know, stuff like that. It's good. I think I don't know if I I read I scrolled somewhere through Facebook and they were like, "Hey, we've seen an increase this week," and I'm like, "Ee, that's that's not good." From what yeah, I, know. I think they had this like random outbreak at one of the factories somewhere. So the cases jumped by like 20 or something, which is why Victoria hasn't relaxed their restrictions yeah. yet, just because we and had that little bit of a spike. Yeah, one of the abattoirs in um, Brunswick or Sunshine area, wherever, uh, they they had a an outbreak in their uh, factory. So they had about, I think it was 32 cases all up, but it's all been contained and stuff. Um, and then the other day, in a nursing home in New South Wales. Damn. A similar thing happened as well. They had an outbreak between a couple of their staff and a couple of pa- uh, couple of people that lived there. So There was a teacher in Epping or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was confirmed. That well. Yeah, and it was straight after, like, there was a... Uh, there was something talking about... Uh, the Minister of Education had said something. I completely forgot what. It's left me right now, but... Oh, it's all, they always talk about, um, you know, children being able to transmit carriers to teachers and teacher safety and stuff like that yeah obviously that that's essential worker safety is always always their number one priority i think from memory and forgive me if i'm wrong but the education minister was kind of like on the lines of oh we're taking too many precautions for schools and then all of a sudden like one of the teachers got diagnosed in um epping and everyone was like all right sure do you you know what i mean yeah it's a bit like that anyways we should jump into the topic that's now. It's been 10 minutes. That's enough Corona talk. And, uh, <laughs> Nick, I don't how, really know. How, how, how is your mental health before we jump off? My mental health has been doing well. Thank you, Tom. It's been good to no take some time out and not feel so guilty about doing nothing. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coronavirus, the number one excuse for not going outside. Pretty much. It's made everyone slow down. I kind of I kind of dig that. Yeah, that's it. So, um, on that, what... What is today's topic? What are we going to chat about? What are, what are we going over? Mm, today's topic is the good old eczema, um, or atopic dermatitis, actually, more so. Uh, you mentioned something about the umbrella thing. Did you want to explain that real quick, just so we can get, so I can fix up my terminologies? Charlene? Oh, yes. <laughs> sorry. <I have> <laughs> no, no, it's choo-choo. <laughs> um, so, eczema is kind of a broad term that is used for the, um, what was my, I don't have my definition here um, in front of me. It was the m- multiple dermatitis? Um, like a persistent um, skin condition, so like inflam- an inflammatory reaction that your skin gets. So it could be um, an allergic, it could be like, you don't know why, but you feel that like, itchiness or inflammation in your skin and yeah it reacts so eczema is the big umbrella term and then under that you do have things like contact dermatitis and atopic dermatitis okay so are we focusing on atopic today or we going or do you think we're going to go throughout the whole range of contact and all that what are you guys thinking well we'll see where we end up okay um 
Yeah. I've written most of my notes on a topic. So I think... Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the biggest one. Um, uh, you know, contact is obviously is obviously easier to manage in terms of symptoms and, and reason and stuff. Diagnose, as well. prevention, yeah, right. identifications and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, atopic dermatitis, as you're about to go through there, B, is, is obviously the most prominent um, and the one we see pretty much all the time. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to also say that we're going to cover, you know, a little bit of eczema and stuff today, but, uh, dermat derm, the whole derm group is massive. Um, so, you know, we may touch on a few other things in this podcast, but we'll definitely revisit the derm subject and talk about more of these things, you know, more psoriasis and acne, and rosacea, and, you know, all those uh, alopecia and all that, um, as well, eventually. Yeah. Yep. We've still got... A lot of episodes left. So. Yeah, eczema is a huge so topic. It is a huge topic. Or atopic dermatitis, even as a subcategory of eczema, is a huge um, topic. It's ridiculous how um, how much re- how much research and how many top subtopics within atopic dermatitis that we have to cover. So, um, should I get started on my script? Is that all right? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. All right, cool. All right, so um, on my notes, it's just uh, what is eczema or what is atomic dermatitis? Um, basically, what Charlene said before, it's an inflammatory skin disease that's uh, characterized by mostly it's like flaky and itchy presentation. Um, severity is different from person to person, um, and it can usually affect uh, the patient's sleep or other lifestyle aspects like social life or even sex life. Um, so there's a lot of management uh, that's, that we'll actually go through later on. Um, but mostly the presentations can, we see is usually a red or dry flaky, um, type of presentation. Uh, it does vary, like I said too, um, it can be even pale, can be weeping, scabby, yellow and crusty. So, um, because it's such a broad category, you probably want to try and uh, go into the minute details and see if you can diagnose it through there. Um, uh, but uh, sometimes it can be accom- accompanied with some blisters and can weep when the blisters are scratched or, or when they burst on their own. Um, and because the skin is so susceptible to things like infection, the actual lesion can commonly weep and become moist when inflamed. Um, and that's because of a infection of golden staph or Staphylococcus aureus uh, infection of the actual rash. Um, other symptoms other than obviously the rash itself is the intense itchiness, the heat, uh, pain of the lesion as well as uh, pain in the surrounding muscle, um, scab formation, and skin changes like increase and decrease in oils or hardening of the actual skin. Um, usually it starts off, you know, sometimes for some people it's uh, dry and flaky rashes, and for others it becomes more, um, it's more of like a, you get blisters in that area, and then as they burst, they create a lesion after that. Um, you com- And in terms of age group, you're commonly seeing that around kids uh, sometimes acutely sometimes chronically and if you see it in adults there are there are cases where it's acute uh, but some adults that do suffer chronically um, and severe cases they usually tend to have a they usually stem from childhood um, and the western medicine side of it if you're looking at it like a deeper look um, it's basically just the inability to repair the body's skin barrier so that's due to things uh, due to like a mutation of um, the gene or I'm going to butcher this Phalagerin, nailed it, nailed it. Um, sorry, I just nice, like, good job. Pat, pat myself on the back about that one. Um, <laughs> uh, typically, there are two 
philadrin uh, genes. However, with those that suffer eczema, they only have one, which limits the ability to um, to repair the skin barrier, and that allows moisture to leave the skin. You get that. That's why you get that dry presentation. And because of that, it also allows irritants to kind of obviously irritate the skin, which triggers the immune system. That's why you get the redness and sometimes the the weeping and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, the itching, obviously. Uh, so, but also if you have a family history of eczema, you're more likely susceptible or you're more susceptible to um, eczema outbreaks. Um, but now that we've got the Western medicine out of the way, um, we want to talk about Chinese med, um, the Chinese med side of it. Uh, I have, a, I have a summary here, but I feel like you guys might have a more in-depth... Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a bit of a spitball and discuss a few things. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to note about the childhood stuff as well is that it's often uh, accompanied by asthma as well. Yes, that is so also in my notes. You'll see these two things uh, quite closely linked. Uh, you, your eczema and your asthma, they kind of sound the same as well, so that's easier to remember. Uh, it's just a common common thing in children... Um, you know, yeah, and Chinese medwise, you're looking at the lung and the spleen, and, and super interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they call that the um, sorry, B. Um, no, 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 no. Do the that. atopic. Oh, okay. They call that the what? <laughs> they call that like the atopic triad. Yeah. So there's yeah. like dermatitis, asthma, and allergic rhinitis, which I thought yeah, was really that's cool. The one, yeah. And those three are like the commonly seen interacting with each other between the three. Mm. Which commonly links with Chinese med, like, exactly with the lung, which is, like, yeah, so that's interesting. That's right. And, so, and spleen. And uh, mm. spleen, yes, of yeah. course, yeah. and spleen, so lung and spleen. a child, your spleen, I guess, is still developing, and if you don't get those nutrients that you need to help your lungs develop, then I guess, constitutionally, you're more susceptible um, to those things, your triad. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was a fat, <laughs> fat yawn. Thank you. <laughs> fat yawn. It's been a long day. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, uh, when we're talking about eczema and, you know, adults and stuff like that, um, it's it's often important to ask about childhood um, childhood diseases and if they did suffer from it as a kid and, and getting into the nitty-gritties. And, you know, it's, it's another good point about talking about... Um, going through your whole 10 questions and chatting to the patient and asking lots of questions about their history and things like that and seeing if they did suffer from asthma and, or if they do suffer from asthma or the rhinitis and, you know, really trying to get down to see what's happening within the body. Um, so not just assessing them for eczema, treating them for eczema. Yeah. Uh, we really want to have a look at the body in a whole. There's a um, there's something that I wrote here too is that uh, usually when you see things like um acute cases you obviously it's more of like a just a, like an excessive kind of thing um in my notes sorry i should probably backtrack a little bit um i in my chinese med notes i have separated some from excess and deficient but usually what i see is that um ones that pres- they usually present as excess but the chronic ones have deficient stems if that makes sense makes sense deficient roots yeah that's kind of right they, excess and deficiency at the same time and you know, when they come to see you, it's probably at their worst um, because they've tried a heap of other stuff and it's just getting worse. And, you know, they've, they're really sick of it because it's it's pissing them off. Um, so they come to see you as sort of a last resort type thing. And it can so be, you know... Oh, sorry. Go, Shelley. No, you finish your train of thought. 
Oh yeah, no. Nah. And so the the patient will come to you in that quite excess type of thing, but there's more than likely deficiencies happening in the background and stuff like that. So, so my question was, what type of questions? Because you mentioned the ten questions and taking the history. What type of questions would you ask to help you determine whether it was an excess or a deficient kind of um, eczema or lesion dermatitis thing? Yeah, well, first I want to look at the, the lesion um, and see what type of, you know, if it's if it has any pussy, liquidy, anything. Uh, I want to know what colour that is. I want to know if it's itchy. Uh, I want to know where it started. You know, did it start on, and this is coming back to determining if it's sort of atopic or contact dermatitis or anything like that. You know, did it start in a point of contact? Is it where your belt buckle rubs on your tummy or, you know, something like that underneath the bra, um, you know, things like that. Or you know, does it run on a certain meridian or, you know, those type of locational um, things. And then, yeah, you want to know if it comes and goes, how long it's been around, if it's quite red and pussy and stuff like that, or if it's like quite flaky and, you know, less yeah. pussy and more like yin deficient type thing and you know obviously you're also thinking about the other um dermato- derm- dermatological conditions such as psoriasis and stuff like that as well um just because you want to sort of touch all bases you don't want to be yeah. closed off if a patient comes to you and says oh i've got eczema it might not actually be eczema yeah i know another good um aspect to look at is uh, lichenification so like when the skin begins to like thicken and look like leather that usually comes off after they've scratched it they've rubbed it a lot and their skin has decided to regrow twice as thick and you get that sort of like uh, like old leathery bag sort of look on their skins and stuff normally they've they've had it for a bit longer than just having an acute sense of eczema yeah that's what right. i would look at yeah you and can have not, a look at the yeah. rest of their skin as well don't just look at the lesion you know look at Look at how the rest of the skin is. It quite dry and um, like flaky in itself, or is it really oily? Or you know, is it does it look healthy? Um, yeah. So it comes back to again a point that we come across all the time is looking at the body as a whole. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, on Charlene's point before about how like what type of questions that you uh, ask to get a good picture of the actual like eczema itself. I mean. All you guys, you guys are aware, but I also like tell the audience too. Like uh, most of my life, I've had eczema, and looking at the presentations and all that, and looking at my own lifestyle and seeing how that affects the eczema itself, um, you can kind of see how, uh, especially for chronic patients, their lifestyle or um, yeah, their lifestyle definitely dictates a lot of the presentation of what's going on you know if, if their diet is a little bit more fatty or a little bit more heat based you're going to get more redder uh weeping uh crusty that type of presentation and if you're getting maybe maybe you have a patient that doesn't sleep much then you get more of your yin deficient dry um again flaky too um and more of your yeah dr- itchy because it's dry more of that if that makes sense yeah, and then cutting back t- again to last week, you know, are they a smoker, and you know how how does that affect the lung and the and the skin as well, and you know if what you know other bad habits that they might have, you know, excessive drinking or you know excessive eating stuff like that. So, 
yeah, that's definitely a, an important aspect of of your skin is your diet and your lifestyle. Yeah. You are what you eat. Amen, amen. Um, well, what was the so in terms of Chinese med? Um, do you have, do you guys do you see it often, Nick, in your clinic? Um, n- not really, uh, but I don't tend towards skin mm. conditions. I'm I'm not that I not that I will turn them away, of course. Um, it, it just doesn't. It's I'm, not commonly seen at your clinic. Uh, well, it's not something I I go after. So you know, it's not something I'm looking for. I'm not not that I'm not looking for it in my patients, but it's not something I'm like seeking out and telling people that I treat skin conditions off often stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um I just don't like the skin. <laughs> I, <laughs> Fair. All right, well, eye conditions and skin conditions. Yeah. I would Yeah. Eye conditions yeah, are tough. Eye conditions are tough. Um uh, yeah, no eyes are nasty, but yeah, no skin conditions and stuff. I uh, I would yeah, prefer if they sort of went somewhere else. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, uh, so we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, we touched on, you know, lung, spleen and all that. Let's oh, let's bypass the skin and let's look into more of the organs and how how we, like, diagnose even further. Um, I said before how we t- kind of split. I split uh, excess and deficient. Um, did we go into kidney at all before? Yeah. Okay, cool. So... Maybe actually, sorry, we'll reel it back first. We'll talk about the lung. So we, you guys, you mentioned how you know the lung is affected when it comes to eczema. But is there anything in particular that you see um, that that you kind of like look out for in terms of the lung when you see an eczema patient? I think you know when we're talking about the lung and skin conditions, we got to remember the function of the lung and that it you know distributes a lot of nutrients to the skin. Uh, and that's that's also why you got to look at the live uh, the spleen as well, and you're thinking about like how well the skin is nourished, and distributing chi and blood to these areas. That that, that that's my biggest thing. Uh, so yeah, when you when you're talking about the lung, I'm thinking well, is it you know, is it focusing on the outside? Is it actually getting the nutrients that the skin needs to the parts that it needs? Yeah, and then obviously asking you the other questions relating to the lung, you know, in terms like dryness and coughs and yin deficiencies and things like that. Um, and that's where the kidney comes in as well in terms of like yin deficiency, lung and kidney yin. Oh, the kidney can't and support the lung. dryness. Kind of and yeah, that, that's, you know, the roots and the, and the branches type of thing. Um, you know, and that skin dryness and how they present is sort of a big one for me. Yeah, and... Just adding on top of Nick, I think the the way chi is also really important when it comes to the lung because um, eczema is like an autoimmune sort of disease. So the more external exterior pathogens that go in, the more it's going to be affected because of how weak the way chi is constitutionally. And yeah, just just by inviting more like external pathogens and like um, stuff that's going to irritate the skin because of the lung being already weak is going to make it worse and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, is how I it's really it. interesting that the yeah, lung, right. the lung is affected. Um, I mean, like you said, the lung governs the, like the surface of the skin and obviously eczema presenting on the surface of the skin. It's like, yeah, it's the lung, you know, that's where the lung resides. And then it's what we mentioned before about the, the asthma, the rhinitis and, and all that. It's, that's all lung stuff. And, you know, 
we don't make that connection in Western medicine, but in Chinese medicine, that makes complete sense. That's what I find really interesting too. And also, you know, to go again on other pathways and etiologies, we can also associate the lung and the large intestine together being paired, uh, paired zung for organs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it also comes to like your diet. Gut health. Is affecting your skin. Yeah, your gut health. Your gut health is presented very, you know, very much so on your skin. So, you know, taking that into consideration as well. Um, and then you you got other things like dampness and and phlegm and damp heat, those type of things that can manifest on the skin and they can be coming pretty much solely from your diet. And, you know, so, yeah, keeping in mind that the lung and the large intestine are closely linked and that your gut health can be presented on your skin through that through that relationship. So, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a deep relationship that you can find within the body with your skin and the lungs and the spleen as well, playing yeah. a role in the dampness. You know, so it's it's obviously convoluted and quite complex. Yeah. When you break it down, it can be quite. Yeah, you know, I think fun. I think you, you. So we touched on lung. We touched bri- briefly on spleen and kidney, and because like I feel like the kidney, as as it's it is a, a root of one of the, of the problem. It was some of the problems of uh, of eczema, um, and obviously lung being that one of the main contenders. Uh, there's stress and eczema are commonly tossed between each other. Um, you know, stress being a trigger to eczema and being worse and then making, making them stress out more. It's just a cycle. Um, typically we'd think liver. Now I wanted to see what you guys think about that. How would you work your liver into your, um, etiology and pathogenesis when it comes to eczema? Yeah. Well, I know for me, um, again, it comes back to like what type of presentation it comes with. So is the patient, um, is the patient like, like a real big stress head? And is it worse when they're stressed? Yeah, let's say they are. Let's say they, they are. They get quite itchy. Let's say they are. Yeah, that, well, that's right. So I'm thinking more like liver cheese stag, um, some of that endogenous wind, obviously some spleen damp. You know, because they're stressed, they're probably either not eating or not eating healthy. Um, I don't know one stressed person that goes, oh, I'll, I'll have a salad today. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> stressed people turn towards the baddest stuff. The easier stuff. Um, so, you know, it's a combination of bad diet as well. And, yeah, the, the itching will get worse with the stress and the pain. And it will become like a like a tick type of thing, yeah. you know. So, it will become, they won't think about it. And they'll be just itching and itching and itching and itching. And then, <coughs> excuse me, all of a sudden it will become this, this pussy lesion that's, that's quite persistent um, and you know, is, has its good days and has its bad days and its bad days can be quite annoying. So yeah, I'm definitely thinking, you know, along that liver cheese stag, androgynous wind, um, route. So, you know, when I'm treating I'm I'm thinking, you know, tonify the liver, tonify the liver blood, um, move some of that liver chi and extinguish the wind. Yeah. And probably give them some sort of topical cream. Um, even, even if that is just like a vitamin E cream, something to, Sort of nourish the skin a little bit. Moisturize yeah. as well, yeah, for sure. I'm thinking... Did you have any other notes that you wanted to add? Uh, to me? Yeah, well... Maybe a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you thinking? No, nah, because I was thinking, right? You said you were yeah, thinking. Yeah, no, I, I am thinking. Um, so, I'm thinking more so... 
now that we talked about the emotion side, it kind of triggered a, a thought, and obviously me having gone through the the trials and tribulations of eczema, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are there are like many cycles. I feel like there's the there's the whole uh, scratch um, scratch and it gets worse kind of thing, where it's like you know as you get as your eczema gets worse, you scratch it, and then because it gets scratched, it gets worse. That's one cycle that 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 goes on. There's the other cycle where it's like a downward spiral. It's a downward spiral, yeah. And I, I like I've suffered that too. That was that was a very big thing of mine. Um, but the also another one that um, another cycle that comes along is the you know it gets worse with stress, and then it gets worse, and then you're stressed out because it gets worse, and then it's just it's just back and forth from then on, and it just it keeps going in a cycle. So one thing that I feel like uh, if you're going to take anything away from the podcast uh, from this episode. Um, when you're treating your expert patients, they're going to come to you as frustrated as they can be, and they're looking for answers. They need something to. They need a an out because it's such a it's such a crappy thing. It, it's it's common. It's it's just a skin rash, but at the same time, you know, sometimes the the skin crusts up and the skin scabs up to the point where you can't move your hands, you can't move your arms. That's something I know definitely. Um, but I think this is this is a good point to to put in now. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Do you think? Um, it's also important to explain to your patients that skin can be quite persistent and difficult to treat and it's more than likely going to be a long treatment time. Especially Um, if it's chronic. That's right. And I know that they're going to come in frustrated and annoyed and hopefully you can give them some temporary relief. But to explain to your patients that if there's, you know, chronic lesions and stuff, they're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And most of the time, they got to take some nasty herbs. Yes, absolutely nasty. Absolutely, herbs. No, I know, the most I know that. Herbs. I know that in and out. That's my childhood, um, man. <laughs> so, so to explain them, you know, to them off the bat, uh, you know, normally I will explain that to them either on the first first point of contact. That if they do say to me that they've got some sort of skin condition, I tell them as I, I can help, but it's going to take time. Um, and I often explain that to them before I get into the nitty gritties of sort of what to do, how to instruct them. Yeah. And like the rest of my, my consult in terms of like what's actually going on in their body. So after they sort of, you know, derobe and show me what's going on, um, you know, I'll explain to them if it is eczema. Yep. I think this is eczema and you know, it's, I'm sort of seeing this sort of pattern and it is going to take a long time to treat. Um, I'm going to be frank with them and tell them, you know. Yeah. Well, you have it's, to. You have to. You, it, it, there's no. That's right. And there's no t- no point in beating around the bush. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that because uh, the X bar is so deeply rooted into that person. Not saying like it's them or anything like that. But they don't expect they don't expect to pull that root without a little bit of elbow grease. You know what I mean? So I feel like that the patient might be ready. To for the long haul and for a, a very intense treatment involving the bitter herbs, the painful points, and a long like in a, a long period of time of treatment. To sometimes though, only sometimes. So, and because they're so already emotionally distressed, or they are just a just constantly at a stress level, I, I feel like um, giving them that giving them that little pre the preface of it's going to be a hard it's going to be a hard trip is really important when you're treating those type of patients because if they if they constantly being treated and nothing's happening they're going to get even more frustrated 
So to preface it with like that little disclaimer, it is definitely really important. Yeah, I think so. I think it's important to um, explain to your patients, and this goes in any sort of situation, explain to your patients what they're up for. Uh, and if you solely believe that, yeah, all right, I can fix this in a couple of days, you know, acupuncture twice, you know, acupuncture twice a week, whatever, uh, and some herbs, this should be gone. Tell them that. But if you think that it's going to take a longer time and it's going to take a bit more effort from both you and the patient, um, you know, in, in terms of a bit more study, maybe a bit more reading, and just just to sort of narrow down on what what is actually going on, um, and you know that that goes a long way when you're treating patients and talking about um, you know emotional mind frames and that stress and just being able to say to your patient, look, I'm I'm j- as committed as you are and you know i want to see you get better because that's what makes this job the best for me and you know i think that's that's an important step in helping your patients get over such a chronic condition and something that can be quite difficult to treat tim you're about to say something so i wanted to give you the opportunity to say that (laughs) no i I think what you guys said just pretty much covers it i feel like they eczema gets such a bad rep from society like they have such a stigma against it because they're like they think oh skin condition that looks nasty i'm gonna contract it sort of thing yeah but nah that does my head with in. x yeah did you ever feel that at all be when you yeah 100 percent. and kids are cruel man so like kids are cruel. yeah so like i cop that i mean like i'm not gonna be like sop story and stuff but like yeah no nah, i cop that there was one kid i remember back in high uh, back in primary school where they were like oh you, like we're gonna catch that eczema and then i said to my teacher and my teacher had to sit down with them um but it's just like as an eczema sufferer put out the belt yeah we have full on man that's, that's how it goes <laughs> now nah, um as um as a as a no what was i talking about um as an eczema sufferer you and you look at your lesions and you're like you don't feel too great about them um and you know it doesn't help when the like you said, there's like a that little societal kind of uh, that's kind of gross kind of thing. But in saying that though, there are there are good people. Like majority of people are good people, and they're like, oh man, that 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 must suck rather than a oh that's disgusting kind of thing. Because a lot of people have gone through some sort of skin yeah. condition themselves. It's common, you know, especially as we're coming like adults. You know, talking about this. Um, you know, a lot of people have suffered from one form of skin condition. You know, in the past. So they understand, you know. I think it's also important to tell the patients that, like, eczema is, like, you can't contract it. It doesn't spread. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's not how it works. It's more of, like, an autoimmune disease where your body's attacking itself. So I haven't haven't meant... If anyone's making fun of you, you can be like, you're making my eczema worse. Just stay near. (laughs) I haven't met... I haven't met a adult that's been like, uh, that that eczema's contagious. So I, I feel like that majority of people thank God, are educated in that realm where it's like, it's not actually contagious and it's just like a skin irritation. Um, but I know do people do freak out when they see signs of eczema. Um, like, it could be just from uh, washing their hands too much. Uh, definitely, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's I feel exactly like everyone's right. been feeling that recently where they see a random rash come up when they've, you know. Yeah, that makes this even, you know, makes this point even more, even more so. That's a good point. There'd be, you know, washing your hands excessively and making them really dry can cause you give you eczema, you know, especially in the web of your fingers and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, being on top of that and and being, you know, looking at your skin and being wary of that is, a, is another important note. Um, 
just before we wrap this up, because we are heading towards the 40 minute mark. Are we? Uh, yeah, we are. This is going yeah. by really quickly. No, you know what? I've, I was. To go to the toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Ike. <laughs> uh, um, uh, what are some of your treatment treatment options? Uh, some of your favorite, maybe herbs or formulas or what, like, you know, somebody comes to you with eczema, what is your first sort of point of call? So before we do that, am I able to just quickly summarize, I guess, syndromes for people? Because there was a lot of information that you just presented and um, I kind of just want to be like, okay, these are a the few um, syndromes that you may see and then that can lead you onto your herbs. Um, yep. Can we do that quickly? Yeah. Yeah. So what did we uh, see? What did we talk about? Uh, so you guys were talking about wind and dryness, Spleen, um, as well as wind. some some heat and some dampness and some chi stagnation. And then I believe the organs that you guys covered were liver, spleen, lungs, and kidneys. Did I miss mm-hmm. anything? No, that's, that sounds right. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's everything we covered. And yeah, lungs, spleen, there's obviously kidney, more. Liver. Oh um, uh, yeah. There's, there, there, yeah. There's obviously more that could happen in within the body. So if we keep those syndromes in Beauty. mind that you've discussed, um, I guess what kind of treatments would you be thinking? Like acupuncture, herbs. Do you have a preference in um, eczema cases? Um, I usually like to go towards uh, obviously a shelving sun. That's most what most people would go for to clear wind and things like that. Um, but yeah. I'd always like to weave in a little bit of Liu Wei Di Huang Wan, um, kind of some of those elements into that, because uh, as I said earlier, um, most chronic cases, uh, sorry, this is more specific to chronic cases, probably preface that. Um, most chronic cases do have your little deficient um, underlying in there, but the shelving sun will also help to kind of clear that ec- that excess that's there, the damp, the, the wind, especially with... Um, Oh, what's what's that? What's the cicada shells again? I completely forgot. Chantwei. Chantwei. Yeah, Chantwei does wonders in terms of clearing uh, the wind and heat from the surface of the skin, which will decrease um, decrease the itching. Of, yeah, I figure that's a given. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So your turn, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and again, depending on the patient, if they're more like liver. Uh, like like liver cheese stag with the drunkenous wind and all that stuff, you know you definitely want to think about maybe your shao uh, shao signs or um what's that other one? Chai hu shugan. Chai hu. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, we did just <laughs> we do an did episode, a whole on, episode that. on this. Yeah, yeah so you, yeah, thinking about like your, those chai hu formulas, um, you know, something ar- around that to sort of focus on the liver and decrease the stress. Um, it's sort of it's more in the acute phase where it's really excess, really flaring. There's lots of that. It's just boiling up inside. Um, so, you know, to take away that temporary itchiness and redness. So there's always that. Yeah. As well. Um, I, uh, you, Charlene? Oh. oh, no, no, no. Go, 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 Charlene. Charlene, yeah, you you sorry. No, I was just going to like, because we're running out of no, time. Uh, yeah, I everyone to have an input. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to touch on one other, just one little subcategory before we end it. But Charlene, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you can. I was just thinking of, like, topical stuff, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. What topical stuff would you add? Like a sanghuan with a vitamin E or maybe a qingdai gao. Qingdai sun? 
Mm, yeah, definitely. And they're, they're easy. They're, you know, very few ingredients, uh, easy to make up, easy to maintain. They go a long way. And they do go a long way. Definitely. Stop yeah. the itching. So good. Yeah, that's it. Um, sorry, uh, before we finish, because we've got we've got about maybe five minutes. Um, I wanted to talk about management because I, I, you know, the treatments one thing, uh, uh, getting them to have the herbs and all that. Um, but management is hundred percent the biggest topic when it comes to eczema. Um, in terms of you know getting the right. Is it five minutes big? Uh, look, if if you talk, if you let me to talk about <laughs> it, I could definitely go go on for a good half an no, hour. No, 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 I'm joking. Um, I'm just I'm pulling your leg. Um, management of eczema is really important when it comes to the healing process of eczema. Um, and that's where we're talking creams, your baths, stay away from irritants and triggers, uh, altering their lifestyle, and as we've talked about earlier, the mental health and um, and of course the sleep and the diet. Um, those are, those are the main things that I feel like are very important when it comes to the management of, uh, and whilst you're trying to treat the eczema and it's good to talk about your patients, talk to your patients about those things. Um, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. And on that note, go to your Chinese medicine doctors, um, and talk to them about these things. If you're going to them about a different problem, maybe you can bring it up and discuss, you know, they might have an option. Yeah. Would you think about about to do a episode on management of eczema rather than the treatment? I don't know if that's a, that's something that you would want to do. I don't know. I'm just kind of. Th- there, there's always more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, and you yeah, know, every all these things. Time. These things always come up at about 38 minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. We just like stretch out everything. We're like, fuck. We've got to talk about this, this, and this. <laughs> so, so you know, we'll always have more follow up episodes and and stuff like that. So we'll always go through more stuff. And if you've got any questions. Uh, always feel free to ask or ask your Chinese medicine doctors. Uh, I'm sure they're more than happy to to answer answer any questions, whether it's relevant to you or not. Yeah, this is this uh, just for a little bit of knowledge. Eczema is definitely my passionate zone, and this is where uh, I've both been a patient and a practitioner about this. So definitely, if you got any questions, um, it definitely hit us up. It'll be really good to answer them and hear from you guys. Mm. Yeah, but also we... cut your fingernails too. Sorry, just gotta yes. slip that one in. Yeah. <laughs> Cut your fingernails. Um, but Keep we're going to sign off here. So yeah, yeah you really need, I can tell you really need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so He's got you, food right in front of him. <laughs> if you want an eczema part two, where B talks about lifestyle, maintenance, and um, I guess those modifications he was talking about, let us know. Um, comment what you want to hear about next. And if you do have those questions, you can ask them to us on our Facebook page. Um, don't yeah. forget to follow us on Instagram and and as always we're the Forever Young Podcast and we'll hear from you next time bye bye, bye. cut your finger